You are listening to Big Trouble in Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. peeps and welcome to deja vu because we're here at episode 78 for big trouble Little podcast x meaning like crossover nemesis project cross we are, yeah we are doing resident evil retribution uh i am your host joe dubs hey and i'm andy i'm zach <laughs> low energy zach we're not talking about the game so i can't fucking get as excited <laughs> so guys what have you been watching in the last three minutes fuck um <laughs> my miller light just go away in my cup why drunk you disgust me it's fucking peasant beer what the hell's wrong with you Hey, I got the tall boy, and I was like, hey, it's cheap, so let me get it. Hey, I've been there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have to admit, when I was in college, there were many times that I walked to the Speedway and used quarters to buy a tall, tall boy, <laughs> the, old, the old silver bullet. So, uh, right there with you, man. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll get right into this movie. Um, what I will say... Is holy shit, this movie is fucking wacky as fuck. Yeah, it really goes off the rails on this one. I Hardcore off the rails. It goes way off the rails and like into a lake. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's where the movie starts. It starts in a giant lake. <laughs> it actually does. She's in the water, remember? Yeah, I remember that. It just... <laughs> no, no, she's no. What? Yes. No, it's the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, it's a big oversized lake. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was doing a thing. Hey, um, I don't think we've mentioned this before, but they they finally figured it out. I think I bitched about this the first couple episodes, but um, the movie always starts with like, oh, she's she's naked in a shower. Oh, it's mysterious. She's walking around. Nothing's happening. Nothing's uh, happening. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Uh-huh. Nothing's happening. They figured it out. They watched a bunch of James Bond movies, and they said, oh, we should start a movie with something interesting. And both Afterlife and this movie succeed in like getting your attention right off the bat, because I, it's really corny and dumb, but I like the prologue, the intro credit scene to this movie, because it shows what happened at the end of Afterlife, but in reverse. Mm-hmm. And it didn't need to be reverse. It seemed like an unnecessary, like edgy middle school twist. Sounds like filler, to me. But it's kind of cool. Like it's it's interesting to look at. Like it's instead of just showing a bunch of goofballs get shot and then she falls into the ocean, it actually shows it, it's something you know it's something more interesting. It's, it's it was it entertained my brain more. Well, when I saw them doing the slow mo backwards kind of thing, I was like, I wonder what's gonna happen. Oh, they're gonna do it in forward now, and because uh, you don't see the fight at, at the end of Afterlife, you just see. 
a bunch of... Oh, we didn't even talk about that, where all the fucking helicopters, like, they sent the whole... Like, half of the world to come kill that <laughs> ship. Yeah, I swear to God, there are more people working for Umbrella than there are survivors. That's true. It's like... Oh, I, I guess I guess they're all clones, though, right? Is that... That's kind of what this movie establishes. Oh, no. Paul W. Sanderson made the Clone Wars just in Resident Evil. <laughs> he did his own version of the Clone Wars. Oh, no. I just thought of that. Ah! You know, I'll say it. This, this movie has some stuff going on for it that uh, uh, the, the second Star Wars does not. <laughs> it's 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 not a masterpiece either, I'm just saying. You know. mm-hmm. um, what would you rather watch, this movie or that movie? Fuck. Ooh, ooh. I'd rather watch this movie. <clears throat> fuck. <laughs> I don't know. That's hard, dude. That's yeah, a hard I, honest, I can't decide. This I guess, one's shorter. It, this is shorter. Is it shorter? Okay, then this one. <laughs> 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 it, it just depends on like mood who i'm with what i'm drinking yeah it too now now you were talking about how like how she's almost naked um first of they, all they do do they that do the naked scene they do everything again in this movie that's like the point i think yeah they do a, a five minute recap that was too long true they do a the uh the naked scene they do the naked scene. They do Tokyo again. They do Raccoon City again. Everyone's back, even from the first movie. Somehow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, liquors are back. Executioners are back. Yeah, but I figured out what Jill's she was. I, I figured out what she was wearing. Like, you ever go to the doctors and you know that little bench and they have like that little like tissue paper kind of thing? Yeah. I feel like that was on her body. Like, again. <laughs> <laughs> like, why it's did, it's still stupid. It's like, why are they bothering? Why, why are they even covering her up? Why they take to humiliate her to make her feel vulnerable? I mean, then make her naked. <laughs> that, that there has to be. God damn it! They need some decorum. <laughs> Come on. They're like, God damn it! We're umbrella. We might be super evil, but we're not fucking perverts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that part, I was like, well, I I do see nips. Like, they're definitely hard through those <laughs> doctor tissue paper uh, clothing thing that they have. Uh, but uh, that that whole scene was weird, and just seeing Jill Valentine in this movie was weird. Like, I feel again, Paul W S Anderson played Resident Evil Five, and he's like, "Hey, I played Resident Evil Five. Let's put the bug thing on Jill, and she's a bad guy now." Let's go ahead and talk about all the characters. Uh -huh. um, Jill sucks in this movie. She's boring, uh -huh. and I don't like her. Uh -huh. She's not Jill. She's like just a henchman, basically. Yeah, she's just some blonde. So yeah. whatever. And you're supposed to care about her, but you don't. Um, Michelle Rodriguez is back. She's Twice. fun, I guess. She's She was like one of my favorite parts of the first movie, and now she's kind of overshadowed by like... Uh, Leon's great in this movie, even though his backstory's fucked. Barry's great in this movie, even though his backstory's fucked. Uh -huh. um, I still love Luther. Oh. He's an original character, but man, he's fun. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Hey. What, what, what do you guys think about everything I just said? I just kind of brain. I just jumped West, over. All Wesker and Ada, or uh, Ada's in this for the first time. Yeah, Ada is good, not great. I don't. Yeah. Well, her act, the actress is. I, I don't know English. No, is the actress is, is good enough. The actress yeah. is good. I think she did a good job as Ada. She's very Ada e. 
but I don't know. The, the character doesn't. I feel like they they forced it a little bit. They did. And, and there's a couple times when they could have had a really cool Ada thing, but they don't. Like they show how she escapes from the the explosion in the house as it's happening. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to make the viewer wonder. It's supposed to be like, oh, Ada died. And then Leon's like, oh, if you think she's dead, she's not dead. And then she does come back. That's what you're supposed to do. That's screenwriting 101, Paul W.S. Anderson. Oh, that was, a, that was a nod for all the games, by the way, because Leon had to do that cheesy lie. He's like, well, did you see her body? Well, she always has a plan. And I'm like... Hi, see what you did, Paul W.S. Anderson, just because you didn't see her like the Star Wars role. Again, back to Star Wars. You didn't see you didn't see the body die, so you could bring him back. No one's ever really <laughs> gone. But you you see her get out of it. That's why that line that doesn't make any sense. Like you, the viewer, already know that she got away. Mm-hmm. It's just so the characters are wasting your time. Yeah. Is this movie a waste of time? Yes. <laughs> I I'm gonna be Leon. Is Leon any good? Does anyone like Leon? I do. I, I, he's, I like his voice. They dressed sucks. him right at least. His voice sucks. He looks like Leon. He isn't really Leon. He like he, he's got a goatee though. He's like yeah. He's mirror mirror Leon. <laughs> and I thought I thought he sounded a bit weird. It's it's been a while since I saw this. I, last time I saw this was when it was in the theater. Uh, oh. And I was like, why does he sound strange? And I looked the dude up, and sure enough, he's like Russian. No kidding. Yeah, that's why I thought like sometimes when he was saying his lines, he sounded off, like he was trying to hide an accent. Well, that's, mm. that, I guess that's why there's a Russian sub in there. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's in Russia. That's where the movie takes place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, duh. <laughs> but I Barry, Barry is Barry good? Yes, Barry's good. Well, Yay! <laughs> they did one. Well, well, back with he had a badass moment too. Well, yeah, back, he did. Back with Leon. <laughs> The favorite line is when he's talking to Alice near the end, and he's like, I didn't come all the way down here just for you to, to walk away. And then Alice is like, fuck you. And he walks away, and he just does nothing. I just... Well, I mean... Yeah, I felt like that was another scene where the movie was wasting my time. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, honestly, there's a lot of stuff around that point in the movie. It's it's right... Um, it's before the bomb goes off, but after they get out of um, all the simulation areas, like Jill catches up with them, and they're like, I'm going to shoot Ada in the fucking head if you don't come out here, you bitch. And then he does that cool stuff, and they confront them near the elevator. That whole section of the movie is boring. Mm. Right? I mean, it, 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 I feel like it feels that way because everything that comes before it is so batshit crazy. Well, there's a lot of slowdowns, and... <laughs> When the shit gets wacky, that's when I'm kind of like, I want to see where this goes. Right. And then when, I think. Oh, when, go ahead. Sorry. When, when you know they do the slowdown, like the house scene, like th- that's when you figure out, like, oh, it wasn't a dream. This was a simulation. Oh, 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 Jesus Christ! And it was like that was kind of like the the semi twist of things here. Um, yeah, that I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the the second prologue. Mm-hmm. Once you're done, I, I I interrupt you guys a lot. I know it. I'm sorry. No, it, it happens. It's all good. It's just... I wanted to talk about that sequence too, actually. Well, there's there's the 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 credits prologue, which is the reverse of the what happened at the end of Afterlife. God, that sounds so fucking confusing. Because it is. <laughs> and then it goes to uh, Mila Jovovich playing a different character 
in a rural area, presumably Raccoon City, and it is revealed to be like Raccoon City because the news helicopter has crashed, like during the actual beginning of the zombie outbreak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I have a hard time coming to terms with this scene, and I'll tell you why. Because in the context of Resident Evil Retribution and in the context of Resident Evil as a whole, like the whole series, it's worthless. It's stupid. All it does is set up that they can bring that little kid with them and the little kid adds nothing to the story except like an element of danger. Instead of just a bunch of badasses walking around, they have someone they have to protect, sort of, and then she has to go kill the the liquors. But I do like the scene because as far as like a zombie movie, like we've seen it in other zombie movies, obviously, but as far as them shooting the beginning of a zombie outbreak for a movie, they did a pretty good job. Like it's an interesting scene. Some cool stuff happens. There's some, there's some, there's some minor shocks. Uh, the, the gore is good. Like it's an, it's an interesting, if you could watch it on its own, if it was like, Oh, they released a short film based on the resident evil shit, you would be like, Oh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting short film. But when they p- try to plug it into the story, it just doesn't fit. I feel like they're trying to put their put their connects in their Lego blocks here. Or, you know, like mm. when there's uh, zombies that are driving Humvees and shooting 50 cows. <laughs> God, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so stupid. So so we're done talking about the, the, the prologue then. Um, Zach, you said you wanted to talk about it. And then I said a bunch of stuff and you said nothing. Well, because you basically, well, I didn't really think about what you said about how it doesn't fit into any of this at all. Nope. Just because, I don't know, I just kind of was like, whatever, it happened, I guess, sure. It's supposed to be a revelation about, they're all clones, but. (laughs) I just, I was just thinking, like, that whole sequence in a vacuum was actually good, and there was better acting and blocking and intrigue than all these movies had all together. I agree. (laughs) And I was like, fuck. Taken by itself, that scene is really good. It's just worthless in this movie. Yeah. So there. Well, Unless Dubs has something to say about it. Well, think about the prologue. Well, think about the end of Afterlife. You kill Wesker. He's like, you know, the powerful motherfucker out of every film so far. But Dubs, did you see his body? No one ever really leaves. <laughs> no one ever really leaves. <laughs> no one ever really de- departs this movie. <laughs> so... Let me paint the picture for this people because there is a twist when you find out there's this is a simulated world or like a exercise kind of thing. But back to Afterlife, Wesker is quote unquote dead, and then all of a sudden half of the world, half of the clones, you know, are coming to <laughs> destroy this fucking ship. And then you know after the end credit scene, you get that you know Jill is kind of like the new villain. And she's wearing the the bug thing. Mm-hmm. In Retribution, when you get the twist that Wesker is a good guy, that's fucking stupid. And I don't even want to fucking say it because it's so stupid. But I also like liked it because it was weird and wacky at the same time. But the Red Queen is back, and she is controlling everything like Skynet. I like, you know, I you saying that has finally helped me realize what I liked and didn't like about this movie is uh, every 15 minutes or so on its own is really cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. But the overall plot and the framing for this movie is just dumb and I hate it. I hate the fact that Wesker is like, oh, we got to break you out of there. You're the last hope for 
mankind. Civilization. I sent Ada to come to come get you, and some guys are coming too. President, so President get ready Wesker, for that. And and then, huh? President Wesker, by the way. President Wesker, yeah. <laughs> come on, and then I, I I hate the fact that. Umbrella is run by the Red Queen, I guess. So yeah. she just makes a bunch of clones. clones that just follow her command. But why? Then why are they doing research at all? And that negates. This is what I'm talking about. These movies don't follow their own rules or like what they set up because before they're like, oh, um, Umbrella is still doing research. They're trying to like domesticate zombies or they're trying to like improve the T virus. They're still trying to do this other stuff. They need to capture test subjects. Why the fuck do they need to capture test subjects if they can just clone all these people? It's just all, all, all the previous movies just right back out the window again. Mm-hmm. It, and, and this time it's for a not very good plot reason. It's dumb. I, I hate the Red Queen angle. I hate Wesker being like, oh, we're going to rescue you. I hate all of that stuff. It's awful. But it's the means to an end, and that end is, you know, all the action bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Zach, what were you going to say? You were about to bring something I was. Up. Yeah, I was going to say, this has been building up since, like, the first fucking movie, really, mm-hmm. where... It just seems like Umbrella's, like, I don't know, reach and fucking power just seems to continually grow. And it's in this movie, this is where it just, it really gets ridiculous. It's like Umbrella has a fucking complicated ass cloning facility and fucking simulation cities and all this other crap. And there's like a, a goddamn sentient AI that controls an entire company. Stop. And. They do all this. They want to still do all these experiments, even though like ninety nine percent of the population is dead in the world. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the stakes are taken out of it. It's like, what the fuck is the point of all this now? And and it's, I don't know. Like Umbrella wasn't like this in the fucking games. I know mm-hmm. it's dumb to bring that shit up, but I mean, it, the goddamn it, its name's Resident Evil. Yeah, <laughs> see, Umbrella wasn't like that. <laughs> see, with Umbrella in the game, and by the way. <laughs> I have, like, some of the videos going on at uh, the stream. <laughs> There's, like, fucking dragons and, like, the scene from fucking Lord of the Rings and Mordor and stuff. Like, they pan out. Yeah, like, at the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I was, I was incredulous. I was like, fucking, come on. But I was still, like, pissed off that they were, like, Oh, Wesker's a good guy ish. And then he like runs up on her and injects her with more stuff again. I was like, oh, I guess it's more plot juice time. Whatever. Her powers are back, brother. Yeah, her powers <laughs> are back for some reason. Or, or the last two movies, she didn't have them. Oh. But the whole. But, the whole the I, I was just going to finish my point, though, was like, fucking. I don't. It's like, okay, look, there's, there's lawful evil, there's neutral evil, there's chaotic evil. And fucking Umbrella in these Resident Evil movies is just stupid evil. There's no fucking point to any of this. Yeah, there's no. They brush right over it, but they're like, "Oh, the Red Queen wants to exterminate mankind. Why? What Why? is her yeah. reason for that? There's no end game. There's no reason for her to want to do that." Well, they they kind of touch on some of Umbrella's original like motivations, which is they want they made T virus to try to sell military applications. To that make makes more sense. Kind of money that was in the game. That makes sense. They're like, oh, we made a Moscow and we showed how well it worked. And we sold it to the Americans. We made a New York and we showed how well it works. And we sold it to the Russians. That checks out. That makes sense. But 
that doesn't seem to fit. Then why? I don't. Why is the Red Queen still running those simulations? Yeah, they never, never in the movie. Why? But it doesn't make any sense. Do what, Dobbs? What are you saying? It, we never got an answer. It was just like, yeah. Red Queen is back. Yeah, like... they, she's still she's doing data. She wants data. She, they make clones and run exercises. Why? You're all, you're all going to die down here. That's why. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I'll remember that line from the first movie. I'm sure it was in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> you're all going to die down here. And I'm like, uh. She's like, I heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was supposed to be really fucking funny or some shit, and it wasn't. It was just stupid. It was not. <laughs> uh, oh, can we talk about the liquor that was the size of Clifford the Big Red Dog? What <laughs> the fuck was up with that, man? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> he, he, it, there was no liquor the size of that. I I just. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the movies that aren't in the games, but it, it, I thought it was cool-ish. I mean, what, what would you have put there? Something else. I would say an- <laughs> I, I would say another executioner, but they fucking put two of them in this one. Oh, yeah. and that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, during the executioner fight and during a few other sequences in this, specifically with like the, uh, in Moscow and stuff like that, they get away from using that CGI that looks like complete ass. You know, it looks it looks like someone's dirty ball sack, and they start <laughs> using costumes and practical effects and 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 mechanics and stuff like that and it looks really good there's a few times where like um when when they're fighting the executioners and they like miss and uh, ada shoots one in the back a bunch of times and you can see all the blood the 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 what are they called squibs the squibs explode on the back and you can see like the clothes and the the skin like moving around it looks really good mm-hmm. and uh Again, another cheesy scene with Ada. Like, they had to do, like, exposition. Like, hey, you played the games before? Uh, like, out of nowhere, Alice goes, hey, you work for you work for Wesker. I'm like, you're a security person. And I'm pretty sure Ada Wong was undercover. So how would you know that, by the way? Yeah, how, how would you know that? What's that in the lawn? Is mm-hmm. that the script? <laughs> That was just that, <laughs> that was kind of just like, all right. They just put in that 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 in there so they could like do a fourth wall to the gamers. Like, hey, I played the games before. Remember Ada? <laughs> I don't. I I remember that scene, but I think I just kind of let it wash over me. Like, it's whatever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is dumb. Okay, they're, she's she's they're on the same side. I get it. Fucking love man. Ben, lo- fucking love Barry. Barry is cheesy in the games, and he's cheesy in his fucking movie. Barry was perfect. I yeah. I love Barry. Yeah, Barry was great in this. <laughs> he's I, great in everything. I was waiting Ooh. for a Jill Sandwich joke, which never happened, and I was kind of sad. Oh no, they weren't that smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, oh yeah, real quick, you're talking about the the giant liquor, and what to replace it with. I had a pretty good thought actually. It was something that they've never had in any of these movies, and is a pretty common enemy in like all of these games. Tyrant, giant snake, giant spider. Oh, because, I was close. Because there's this, there's the part where like it gets the girl and it fucking cocoons her for some goddamn reason. Oh yeah, that would have made perfect fucking sense. And it's like, well, just have a spider do that. And you know it's what? It's almost like, like that's what the script said or something. Like spiders are fucking scary, and people are afraid of spiders. You could have had a giant fucking spider jump around and look all shaky and shit. It would have scared girls because girls are scared of spiders. And scared of spiders. <laughs> I'm I'm a little afraid of spiders too if they're bigger than my hand. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
But I forgot the liquors had like alien pods and shit. Yeah, why? They don't do that. They never do that. They don't I do that think in any so. games. Like I was really confused by that. All they like, do is was eat. Saving her for later. It like murders <laughs> a bunch of people outright, and then for some reason, oh, this little girl, I'm gonna save her for later. There, he's, I'm he's, letting her, he's letting her chill. She's she, he only eats children when they're chilled. Oh, all right. I'm gonna be ignorant here. Um, she's deaf, right? And uh, she's deaf mute. I think. Yes, yeah, true. Okay. Because her speech isn't great, and she's using sign language. Well, so. No, if she was mute. She'd be unable to speak. I think well, she's just deaf. I don't. People call people deaf mute that can speak somewhat, and it's confusing to me. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe they were stupid. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, because th- there were times where Alice spoke without doing sign, and I was looking at the child, and she was not looking at her lips at all. That and, might have just been like a, a filmmaker snafu or something. Okay. Maybe she was autistic. Maybe she was <laughs> retarded. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, but the things I want to bring up is that I kind I like this more in Afterlife, just based off how wacky it was. Like, it, oh yeah, it, it felt like a bad movie that was good. Like when when things were grounded in this movie, I was like, oh, it sucks. But like when I saw Nazi zombies riding motorcycles and humvees and those are russians those are russians oh russians whatever nazis and russians are different oh yeah they're in russia that part is stupid and you know it's funny we talk about this on project nemesis go listen to project nemesis uh, episode of resident Resident evil 4 if you haven't but we talk about it because um they they say it's the lost plagas thing and of course they completely fuck it up in this movie but they still infer its name and in Resident Evil 4, it happens that eventually they do have weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that's like one of my least favorite parts of that game. But then they do it in this movie, and it's like the best part. I it's fucking, fucking love the Russian zombies with AK-47s. It's awesome. I love it. They yeah. just have a big shootout. It's crazy. I want a whole movie of that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fucking love that scene. Um, you brought the Lost Plagas in there. Uh, Mich- Michelle Rodriguez character um, near the end. Again, this is this is an example of the movies not following their own rules because they kill all those Russians just fine, and then Michelle Rodriguez uses one and is invincible. She has plot armor, brother. She's the bad guy. She's the she muscle. Fucking ton of plot armor. Well, they ha- <laughs> again they had to do like exposition and tell you what it was because if you look at the lost plagas and the 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 vial. It kind of looks like the same T virus that gets injected into Wesker and Alice. So, that, like, by like, the way, when they do all the close-ups of like all the in, the innards and they're showing like the cells and shit, you guys know how the T cells look like fucking T's. Wow. <laughs> they literally look like T's. I'm like, are you fucking serious, guys? Well, maybe that's on. how they got their name. Maybe they like developed it in a lab and looked down there in the laboratory and they're like, oh, they look like little T's. We'll call it the T virus. You know, they never say that in the game, so that's stupid. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it is stupid. <laughs> and uh, sorry, mom, mom, Mila, or mom Alice, and the uh, was I found more interesting than fucking overpowered Alice. By the way, like yeah, I was like was I was like a character that was that was vulnerable and shit and had emotions. Yeah, because I was like rooting for I was rooting <laughs> for her. I was like, oh man, she's gonna win, and she doesn't win. No, she dies. She she dies on a coffee table or some bullshit. Oh, and again, they had to have more lasers in here. 
because they have to. Yeah, they do. They, they bring back the laser shits. At least they don't spend a lot of time on it. It's more mm-hmm. like a fond callback than a set piece. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's it's not gratuitous but generous? Uh, I'd say it's forgivable. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I know this is just Hollywood, but do they ever run out of bullets? Does, mm. does no, that'd be dumb. That's dumb. No one runs out of bullets. Does that machine gun ever run out of bullets? Because I never see her change any. I think that's part of the point. I meant to look this up. I wanted to know what that gun was that she's using, but I'm pretty sure the whole front end of it is like a fuck ton of nine millimeter ammunition, and I think that's why they chose them. Mm-hmm. That gun uh, holds like I think that gun holds fifty rounds. Yeah, it, like it, it does hold like a ton. Like that, I think that's part of why they chose that weapon to have in this movie. So, eh, cool, I guess. <clears throat> Looks Man. front heavy as all hell, though. I'm trying to think, like Jill as the villain was kind of stupid. The Red Queen thing was stupid, but like everything. I hate stupid. all the villains in this movie. I love all the zombies. Yes, <laughs> Russian zombies. You see, remember the Russian chainsaw dude when he came out and he fucking yes! killed the guy? <laughs> like, from, from so I, I infer that to mean that they don't actually have chainsaws. It's just a Los Plagas mutation, right? That's what they're inferring. Well, if, Cause, I, if cause it happens in Resident Evil 4 and it happens in Resident Evil Retribution, it's just a Los Plagas thing. They just form chainsaws. Well, the thing is, like, and I get, it's just Paul W. Anderson doing this. And it kills that guy? That's badass. Sorry. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> but, but, like, with the Lost Plagas, they still had skin. I mean, they were kind of, like, deformed scabs on their face. And, obviously, when the thing comes out of their mouth, like, that's a thing. But this one just looked like straight-up zombies. Yeah, they did a missed opportunity not having one of their heads explode into a giant scythe. Yeah, they never did that, which is, like, something that happens, like, a quarter of the way through Resident Evil 4. Yeah, yeah, it was a shame. They should have done that. You know what else is dumb too? Now that I think about this, is they in the last movie, they just inexplicably put shit from five in there, and I guess forgot that four came before five and didn't do the plug of shit in it. Right. And then they do it in this one, and then it's like it's not even really exact. It's at all. So. I don't expect them to like follow it. Like I said, the, the, the rules don't make sense. The plugus no. rules don't make sense. They no. just say it. So that I think people who played one of the most popular games in the series will be like, oh, let's focus. I know what that is. But I don't know. It's dumb. <laughs> um, the house scene with uh, Mother Alice and stuff. Like, I actually did jump when uh, the Carlos character went to go down the hallway and the zombie just fucking came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, I just shit. tackled him and fucking spear. And then he's like, run, <laughs> get out of here. Fuck. Yeah, it got crazy like all of a sudden. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is. It was interesting because I was like, where is this going? And then I was like, oh, was that a nightmare? And then all of a sudden, like, they started doing these, oh, you're in a simulation. And, oh, <laughs> Ada and fucking Wesker kicked you out of the simulation area. And now you're in, like, the the simulation within the simulation city thing. What if this entire series has been a simulation? <sighs> Whoa. Whoa. Whoa! New York was next to Russia. Oh, this 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 whole thing is taking place in an umbrella facility. The entire thing. If by umbrella facility you mean bullshit Hollywood studio, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And why was Alice just like bewildered that she was in like a a simulated like uh, 
city area. She's like, well, I saw the sky. And he's like, it was dark. And I was like... That doesn't answer her fucking question. You can see the sky when it's dark. What the fuck? But, like, why was she surprised, though? Like, she's been in, like, these all these underground bullshit. Also, they're like, oh, I guess you saw the sky. You saw the stars. No one can see the fucking stars in fucking Tokyo. God damn it. Yeah, you, you don't see that shit. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, like, okay, like, in the movie's defense, she's never been in a situation like that yet. She hasn't been in some place where it's like, this whole thing is a goddamn simulation. I mean, yeah, that's true. So I can forgive her for being like, what the fuck? I thought I was in Tokyo. And then she's like, hey, is like, no, you're not in Tokyo. This is bullshit, Tokyo. This is fake. What's the purpose of collecting data if they just run the exact same simulation? Because it's just, it's just Tokyo Ground Zero again. Like, we'd already seen it. I think we just saw, like, the, one of the simulations because he saw all those like clones and shit they probably put like different they probably changed the weather they probably had like instead of carlos being the husband it was like uh maybe she was a lesbian and she was with claire and <laughs> they didn't have claire clones who knows there's fucking clones everywhere it's just weird that that they run the exact same simulation because we see the tokyo um day one simulation twice in the series and it's oh by the way uh patient zero like the weird chick standing in the rain getting wet the first zombie i guess she's like a, a singer or something in she's Japan. a j-pop star yeah she's like a j-pop star i, I thought that was interesting i read that online mm-hmm. and then she bites that guy that fucking white house scene was just dumb oh my god that but, was so amazing dumb, <laughs> it looks d- awful dumb but amazing <laughs> it does well, I mean, wouldn't you think the White House would look like shit after, like, a... I no, apparently... I mean, like, the set and oh. the CG both look awful. Oh, they look awful. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I just I just figured the White House is tired, okay? Mm. Fucking Mordor sure. is coming after them. Also, why why would you make your last stand at the White House? That's Because it's cool. Because it's America, brother. Yeah, America. Yes, but it's not a fortress. It's not... I mean, the president has places that he goes during a national emergency. He doesn't stay at the fucking White House. I don't know. Have you ever played Division 2? No. (laughs) And I'm not gonna. (laughs) Wow. You heard it here, folks. He's not gonna. Fuck Tom Fucking... Did you think that this this movie tried really hard to be like video gamey? Yes. And yeah, I, I mean, it kind of felt like there were levels, right? Yeah, it kept doing this shit where it was like, okay, you, you'd see Alice and Ada in the fucking Tokyo section, and then it zooms out and does that like this is like it's a loading screen, load the next fucking shit. It zooms in, shows Leon and Barry, and Luther coming down the elevator, and they're in. Fucking, so is that good or bad? I just thought it was kind of weird and like because they never did that before. True. <laughs> I mean, it's like, a lot of stuff. The other it's, one. It's just like all of a sudden they started doing it, and then I also think I, I was thinking back to when this came out, what they could have possibly played that would have facilitated this, and I'm thinking they must have played that Mercenaries game. That Mercenaries game on DS was like really fucking popular for some reason. They played Dead Rising. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> it reminded me a lot of that. It's just like a bunch. Of, it's just a bunch of goddamn action scenes of them killing enemies. What do you do in mercenaries mode? You just do that for like ten minutes. It is pretty fun. 
and it's fun. Why does the helicopters look like the the flying things in uh, Terminator in the future? I don't they, remember what they look like. They're like modeled after after an Osprey, which is a real aircraft, but then they make them look all stupid and bullshit, like like stealth fighters or something. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this oh. By the, it, I want to give a I want to give a shout out to that poor Rolls Royce that got abused in this movie. <laughs> it had spinners on it. <laughs> oh man, I mean, yeah, they they fucking made it stupid, and then it got crashed and wrecked, and I was like, man, that's bullshit. <laughs> well, shout out to Barry having that red vest, by the way. I'm glad. They I put... mean, that's that's his outfit. You know, know, that's what he wears. Well, yeah, I'll give it to him. Barry and Leon both looked right. Like I knew who they were immediately when I saw. Them. Somehow they managed to make Barry cooler too because he was like fucking smoking cigars. Yeah, he was smoking people with that fucking magnum and then like yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna die. Like, come on, I got Brink come at me. You know, that shit was cool. <laughs> I rather uh, I kinda wish that they had like more of Leon Barry and uh Luther and, Luther and the other guy that died for the chainsaw. Uh <laughs> Sergey. Yeah. <laughs> I think his name was Sergey. I'm not kidding. Like, I wish that was more of the focus, and they were the ones that were uh, rescuing Al. I mean, obviously that they do do that, but we didn't get the Wesker as a good guy right away. Like, but you got to remember this: this series is about Alice. She's the protagonist of all of these movies. Alice is in Wonderland, Dubs. <laughs> do you not understand that yet? Oh, no, I get this it. This is a journey. <laughs> I, I, I get it. It's just that I like the... It's going to sound sexist to some people, but I like, I like the male protagonist in this movie of Barry and Leon. I wish there was more of that, but, you know, have to have Alice become, you know, powerful again. I was pissed off when Luther died. That made me laugh because it just happened out of nowhere, and I didn't expect yeah. it. It's like it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't. It, they don't give it any gravitas, and it's weird because he's like, I think he's the one of the first original creations to last two movies in this series, and in Afterlife, he's one of my favorite parts, and I really like at the end where he like gets gets to the sea somehow, like their original plan, like. Well, what a badass! That's cool as hell. And I then thought, yeah, I thought he was gonna die, and doesn't like do that much. And it's such a shame. I feel like they again they set something up in the other movie, and then the second movie came around, and they're like, ah, I don't want to do this, but they they went with it anyway. They, they probably, the uh, uh, the actor had probably signed a contract or something, but it's such a shame. I, I like that character. Or uh, there was times where I thought, you know, the hippie Michelle Rodriguez, you know, against guns kind of girl. Um, was gonna be like bad twists, especially the part where she's like, "I'm gonna go fight these people." Can you watch my kid? Oh, I was a hundred percent sure that. Oh, that's just the bad one in disguise. Yeah, I, I was thought sure it, of it. I thought it was kind of dumb that she was trustworthy of her after like experiencing what she experienced. It was like, oh, what? There's clones, and then like she sees the other the fake clone rain there. And then it's like all of a sudden this one shows up, she's different, and then she just trusts her. Yeah. It's and like, what, you know, that doesn't come to anything. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. I don't understand. Like, it's not like she learns a lesson from it. Uh, the character doesn't contribute to the story in any meaningful ways. She just dies. 
And she just dies. Yeah, it's, I don't name. understand why they did it. Because uh, it's to show the, the, the randomness, the cruelness, and the unfairness of life. No, I'll bet you I know what it was. Um, they wanted Michelle Rodriguez to come back. Like, oh, we, we, we wrote there's this clone horse shit. We, you can come back. We want to pay you. And her agent negotiated a deal where she got X amount of screen time or she wasn't going to do it. I'll bet um, you that's what it was. I bet. Because by that... By this point in time, she's been in fucking way bigger movies with way more success. Yes, I think that I'll bet I'll bet you anything. That's what it was. Yeah, but other than that, I thought this fucking movie was batshit crazy, and I loved every single minute of it. <laughs> yeah, all the action—it's super fun. All the plot is super dumb. Did you like it when it turned into Alien for like five minutes? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was Alien, like, right. I was like the part I, I I did like the shot that framed it to start with, which is like she's in that hallway and there's that weird blue strobing light thing. And I was like, that's cool. And then I was like, after it was over, I'm like, this just turned into alien f- for five minutes, just blatantly. Yeah. I was like, I was I'm surprised, dude, because you know we we shit talked Paul W. Anderson, and I was like, man, he's really fucking up this movie. He didn't write this by himself. I, I, he doesn't. He's the only one who gets a writing credit. But there's something about this movie that really makes me think that he had a lot of input from some, someone or someone's else. I think yeah. that there were a lot, a lot of uh, um, cooks in the kitchen on this one. Mm-hmm. It just, it might have just been buddies. He might have had some screenwriting friends over, and they all got high, and he worked on the script or something. <laughs> but they, they probably, it's, it's something like that. I think they probably got high, and they probably like. Dude, have you been checking the message boards? They really want to have the you know the video game characters in there, and, and then Paul W. Center is like, "All right, go put the all all." I can't do a fucking British accent. Fuck it. I'll I'll give him credit. That kind of started an afterlife because you got both the Redfields in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to a lesser extent, Jill technically in that mid credit sequence, but like. They they were they they finally started realizing what people wanted. Oh shit, Rip. Claire wasn't in this one, right? Nope. No, no. She's Claire, in the, Claire and Chris were no shows. She's did, in the last one now. Did she fucking die? Did, did um, no. It doesn't show what happens to her or Kmart or fucking Chris. I mean, presumably they all get killed, but you don't see it. So they can well, do whatever they want. Yeah. Hmm. Did you see the body dubs? No, no one's one. ever really leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a meme now. We mm-hmm. memed it. I don't think we memed it. I think Red Letter Media managed that. Oh, I didn't watch. I didn't see that. So. Oh, you didn't watch that video? It's funny. Anyway. Final thoughts? Uh, this one's good. The action is the best in the series. Um, do you remember when we were talking about Star Trek and we did um, Undiscovered Country? And I talked about how the first act in that movie is like the best Star Trek ever was. Mm-hmm. But the movie as a whole is not good as Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing. It's like this movie's got like um, a lot of a, a, a lot of small moments that are like really good and really what I mean, the best way to put it is when it was like, we're going to watch the Resident Evil movies. They're all bad. I was like, mm, I hope I get scenes like this out of it. This movie is full of those scenes. It's full of like, they're fighting a bunch of Russian zombies with AK-47s and fucking they're fighting two executioners and there's like a bus exploding and it's cool. And 
lots of stuff like that. It's got lots of that in this movie. But overall, as a whole, uh, this, the plot's dumb. It's stupid. I hate what they do to Wesker. I hate that the Red Queen is the bad guy. I don't understand Umbrella's motivation. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a shame. It, there are lots of good ideas, but they were put in the wrong place. All right. Zach, what about you? Final thoughts? Um, After talking about it with you guys, I discovered I liked it a little bit better than what I initially thought. Because uh, this is definitely in that part. Uh, I may have mentioned this to Andy at some point. I was like, hang on. Be patient with this. Because the first few movies are just kind of bleh. But then it turns a quarter halfway through and it gets it just gets fucking insane. And it's just fun. Turn your brain just turn your brain off and have fun. <laughs> I agree. And uh me sitting through this film, there was many times where I was just like, What is happening? Like Yeah, what is <laughs> what is happening, the movie? Like there were times where I was just like, Imagine if the room met like Night of the Living Dead, and they had a baby. And die Hard, <laughs> and Die Hard, and Aliens. <laughs> yes, okay, yeah, all that stuff. And they had a baby, and I was like, "This is fucking aw-. like." If I had a party at my home, and I said, "All right, the only movies we could watch," I'll be shitty host. By the way, you have to pick a Resident Evil movie. I would pick Retribution for everybody to watch. Because it's batshit crazy, and it's enjoyable. Because, you know, Afterlife has, like, many slowdowns. And Retribution does have slowdowns, but most of it's when when it gets fucking crazy. It's it's just... just, It's like you're on speed, even though I haven't done the drug. (laughs) I've done drugs. (laughs) I've had Tylenol. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've had a leave. <laughs> but but that's my final like I actually recommend this film and it's not my number one film. So um I guess we'll get into rankings. For me, I have Retribution at number two above Afterlife because I enjoyed it more than Afterlife, uh based off of the wackiness. And I thought the action scenes were better than Afterlife. Zach, where did you put Retribution? I put it in three. I was going to put it in four, but then after we were talking about this the whole time, I was like, no, I like this better in Extinction. But I don't like it as much as Afterlife. So I don't know. I, I don't really... I saw the final chapter in theaters, but I don't remember that much about it because, like I was saying, you just shut your brain off and fucking enjoy this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, so it just kind of passed through me. I I think I remembered enjoying it, but I know there's this there's this, this dumbass plot twist in it. It's more dumb plot shit that gets in the way. Um, well, it is, but it is rated high. The uh, the final chapter, like it's the best rated film on Metacritic. Yeah, and then so is Extinction for some reason. It's like number two. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like. Yeah, it, it's fun. I recommend it as a good bad movie. The same thing w- with Afterlife, especially the the. I think the three D shit makes it extra cheesy and dated, so it makes it a little bit more unique. So, yeah, I re- I will recommend it as a bad one. Cool, Andy, where do you rank it? I put it at number two. Um, I think we all put it at number two. Uh, no, Zach has number three. Well, 
it's for now. It's at yeah. number two for him. You, you guys leave gaps. I've never seen any of these movies. I don't know where to leave a gap. So every time it's just one and down. But um, I put it at number two. I don't think it's good as Afterlife. Like I said, there are nuggets in here. It's like, it, it's like the, the, each movie's a bowl of ice cream, and it's like this one's got um like Reese cups in it. And I fucking love Reese cups, but it's in a it's in a flavor of ice cream that I, I don't dig completely. But Afterlife, on the other hand, is like is like all stuff I really like. I don't like it as much as I like Reese cups, but the whole ice cream I like pretty well. So that's kind of the way I look at it. Like Retribution and Afterlife. I think when we were talking about Extinction, I was like, eh, I guess I recommend it if you want to get like drunk and watch it with friends. Fuck that. Do not watch Extinction. Stay away from Apocalypse. Don't even look at Resident Evil, the original one. Um, the, uh, Afterlife and Retribution, that's what you want. You get a yeah. six-pack of beer, you get a joint, whatever. You watch these bad boys. It's worth that. Yeah, you do. It has the title, though. Um, you distracted me a little bit on how you said Reese's. Reese's. They're, they're delicious. I told you, dude. Everybody around this area says it like that. <laughs> it's it's a southern thing. You go f- so far down the Mason-Dixon line, fucking people say Reese's. Reese's. The pumpkins are in stores now. I love them. I love the pumpkins. Oh, man. Yeah, the pumpkins are out. Reese's in different shapes are, are, are more, they're good. They're better. Oh, uh, fun fact, in our Resident Evil uh, series, that means nothing to no one. There's a reason that the trees and the pumpkins and the hearts and stuff taste better than the original ones. They're all made in another factory. Uh, what? All, all the Reese's shapes are not made in the Reese's factory. They're made at a different location. That's why they taste better. because they're, they're, di- they're made by the Red Queen. Oh, oh, there you go. You tied it back. <laughs> you brought it back. I, I'm looking at our list, and by God, when we do our final episode, not next episode, but Zach, we do a, uh, an episode where we debate where we come up a single list of one through six. And Oh, okay. So- oh, shit. Actually, I just realized something. Your list is drastically different. Uh, after Zach made that alteration while we were talking, uh, his and mine are the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Basically, we're, we're just gonna, we're just gonna outrule you on everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I still can't believe you got Apocalypse at one after watching these two and you talking about how you thought Retribution was fun. Yeah, Dubs, that's fucked. Because <laughs> Apocalypse is <laughs> bullshit. I liked it because of Nemesis. I'm biased. It's fine. It's fine. No, I mean you're you're entitled to. Your <laughs> you're entitled. No, you're not. You're not entitled to anything. It's fine. I guess. I mean, some people really like the Star Wars prequels. I mean, it's fine. Wait, are you? Hey, wait a second. Some of them have extra chromosomes. <laughs> well, it's fine. Okay. I- he called you a mongoloid. Are you fucking saying that Apocalypse is like a prequel of Star Wars? No, I'm saying Apocalypse is a bad movie. No, I get oh, that. Oh, hey, hey, can we can we talk about random little movie news things real quick? Sure. Yeah, we I mean, we're supposed to. We didn't do that in the first the, the first part because I'm, well, I'm... the first one we talked about what we've been watching. So this yeah. way we're spacing out the we're spacing out the sweetness. What do you? This isn't really. I guess it is kind of news. It's starting to make the rounds because some Bob Iger shit came out. Like he's got a book coming out and he's been doing press run. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He, he talked about how uh, George Lucas was really disappointed in like what they've done with Star Wars. And I think it's really weird now that like you, you got different camp. The Star Wars fan base is fucking split. It's more divided than it's ever been now. 
and you got people that don't like what they're doing uh, and then you got people that like just whatever the fuck it is that they do anyway it seems like and they're i commented a couple years ago before i thought it was really weird that there was like this sudden trend that there's like prequel apologists now <laughs> it, it, it's like there's people that that are trying to defend these movies even more and, and act like they're secretly good. Like George Lucas is well, the a secret genius. The conspiracy is that Disney threw around a bunch of money to all these like bloggers <laughs> and YouTubers that can be bought easily and had them. Hey, could you like punch up the sequels a little bit and try to make millennials like them? We appreciate it a bunch. Okay. And, <laughs> Like everyone, everyone's always like, you know, there's some things about the sequels uh, or the prequels I like. I mean, the soundtrack's pretty fucking good. Of course, the soundtrack's good. It's John Williams. It's fucking John Williams. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Stupid. But yeah, I, that's the conspiracy. But I think a lot of it also is, um, and I, I'm part of this demographic, but I consider my, you know, this is, I'm jerking myself off here, but I'm like kind of a smarter movie watcher because I watch all that Criterion horse shit. And I, I think I'm a smarty and I took a film class in college. <laughs> but it's like um, people our age were very young. Well, not very young, but some of them were very young. There's people younger than us that are in like the blogosphere. They, mm -hmm. they were young when those movies came out. And that means a lot. When What you see when you're a kid has a big impact on you, even if it's bad. Yeah, like there's stuff that you liked as a kid that objectively is like a poorly reviewed film or a lame television series stuff that's like mass. Ma ma it's bad. So mm -hmm. I think that's a factor, too. I think there's a lot of people that when they were kids, they had like the 12 inch Qui-Gon action figure and oh, I fucking love Qui-Gon. But now that they're older, they're like, you know what? I like the Star Wars prequels. I don't care what anyone says, but. I mean, Qui-Gon is an underdeveloped character. He's an underutilized actor, too, and it's it's a huge shame. And I love Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon's a great character, but Qui-Gon's an awful character. So Qui-Gon's a great idea, but a bad character. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think um, I, we, we've referenced Red Letter Media a lot, but the best point I've ever heard on it was in the Playkit review is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn should have been combined into another character. Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> you do it it's yeah. true. There's no reason to have another Jedi, but whatever. It's it's, <laughs> it's fine. I, we, we're getting off in the Star Wars weeds. We do that all the time on the show, but so does everyone. Yeah. But I, I think that's a lot of that's what that is. But I'm more intrigued. I really want to hear, man, I would fucking give anything I own to be in a room with George Lucas and just talk to him for like 40 minutes. He wouldn't even oh. come along. I want to yeah. know what he thinks about the, the sequels somewhat, but I'm more interested in like his philosophy as a businessman and his philosophy as a filmmaker because they are two different fucking people. Oh, yeah. That, that's more what i'm like there's an interview right after he sold star wars where he's like oh, i'm gonna make i'm gonna make some uh i'm gonna make some home movies and they're gonna be real experimental and they're just gonna be for me i'm just gonna watch them and i'm not gonna show them to anyone i want to see those movies that's what i want to see like he used to be a great filmmaker and then he made star wars and then he like stopped over to the dark side oh you see what i did yeah uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. This uh, also uh, Bob Iger, by the way, is also an extremely interesting person. So yeah. I realized that he was writing a book. I'm very interested in reading that. Yeah, he seems pretty interesting. That was a good George Lucas impression, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> but like, 
there's only one other part of this I wanted to touch on, which was like how the fans are reacting to George Lucas stuff and all that. I also think that it's really weird that the same group of people that like vehemently dislike like the sequels that are coming out now are, are now all of a sudden trying to like, they're weirdly trying to take up for George Lucas. When I know for a fact, a lot of these people were all aboard the prequel hate train. Mm. It's like really strange. Look, um, Oh, man, we're gonna we're gonna make this episode three hours long. Um, <laughs> oh, that's all good. I'm in that camp some, okay? I uh, the, the prequels are bad, but if my my previous tirade didn't have didn't clue you in, I respect George Lucas a great deal. He did yeah. a very good job of being part of the Hollywood system, realizing the Hollywood system had a lot of major flaws, and then going out on his own. Mm-hmm. He very wisely took complete control of like the Star Wars production, which really only worked out because uh, the production company didn't want anything to do with it. He got 100% of the merchandising rights. Like that's just him being a smart businessman. But he also like had a ton of creative control, like like unheard of amount of creative control. I mean, it's very much his vision, but he still got someone else to direct Empire. He still got someone else to direct jedi he was he was still just like signing off on stuff like the star wars christmas special and droids and ewoks and stuff like that and then all the legacy stuff happened all the extending universe stuff that's just kind of i licensed star wars that's him being a businessman but then he made the the prequels and he had 100 percent control of everything he approved what the 50s diner looked like in the second movie and he approved what jar jar looks like and what size his dick is and he approved how many droids are in a ship and and he directed those movies and he told hayden christensen like the blocking that he's gonna do when 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 padme's packing her suitcase then you're gonna turn and say i will not betray the republic you know and then you can turn and yeah um, that, that kind of shit and like jar jar is the key to all this yeah if because we can get jar jar working yeah. because he's a funnier character than what we've ever tried <laughs> now what i really think it comes down to for like all the star wars uh prequel apologies but uh, so, sorry just to wrap up my point uh he g- removed himself from the hollywood system to a fault and that's interesting to me but i still think it is very admirable the dude made billions of dollars with a b billions doing what he did mm. gotta respect that anyway sorry dubs go ahead yeah with the apologies I, I just think that star wars fans are really and this is coming from a person that really hated the last jedi but then like came around on certain parts of it you're welcome uh, uh. thanks Andy. <laughs> um but like Star Wars fans are really sensitive, and when they hated douchebags, they're the worst. Yeah, (laughs) when they hated the Star Wars fans are kind of stupid a little bit. True, Um, but when they hated the prequels, like they crucified George Lucas to the point, like you're an idiot, you don't know what you're doing, and you're the fucking creator and stuff, and like they threw him out, and they and they took Disney quickly. And I think mm-hmm. it's and I think it's really buyer's remorse, like when uh, oh yeah, uh, we call it the Force Awakens. Like people are just like, oh, this is kind of like New Hope, okay, but it's still pretty good. If by kind of like you mean exactly like, almost yeah. exactly like, yeah. <laughs> but then like the Last Jedi came out, and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? And then yeah. and then Solo came out, and they're just like, oh, this is, this is stupid, and. You know, Solo is a better movie than people gave it credit for. Behind the scenes stuff, like Kathleen Kennedy, 
she does change a lot of shit. And all the reshoots and stuff that happen is kind of garbage in a way, but that's how movies are. Uh, I feel like they should have gave George Lucas another chance with another trilogy so that maybe we could get something new. Because I, I'm They sure. invited him in. They, they, they invited George Lucas down and they said, what were you going to do with the next three movies? And he told them their ideas and they said they were not interested in those ideas. Bullshit, because they... Disney likes to make money and all they're gonna do just like how hollywood is is recycle shit and you saw that in the force awakens like i i hate to say this i fucking really do hate to say this but ryan johnson did do something new in a way and everyone... i'm gonna watch looper i'm gonna watch looper and whatever he else he's famous for before our next show i think i feel like they had to do force awakens that way after what the previous three movies force awakens was uh damage control it was it was reassurance. Yes. It was like, look, this isn't going to be like those last three movies that it's it seems like everybody hates now in retrospect. I'm real down on the Force Awakens because I'm always like, it's exactly like uh, New Hope. If I wanted to watch New Hope, I'll just fucking watch New Hope. But for what they needed to do, Force Awakens really hit the spot. It did what it needed to do, and then it made people excited about Star Wars, and then they dropped the ball. Again and again. They fumbled that football so many times, I have no idea why the other team doesn't have a hold of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the other team? Star Trek? I don't know. Well, Star Trek isn't going to fucking pick up any fumbles right Star, Star Trek is playing fucking cricket, brother. <laughs> they they switched leagues. That's what Star Trek fucking did. <laughs> and that, was, that was JD. They used to play golf. Now they play fucking XFL. Well, that was. <laughs> oh, God, XFL. Um, but that was, yes. that was, <laughs> that was JJ Abrams, uh, with Star Trek and I thought JJ Abrams did pretty well with Forge Awakens and I'm kind of interested in what he's going to do with, uh, what was the fucking name? The rise of the Skywalker. Skywalker. It's going to be yeah. boring. No, 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 no. I take that back. It's not going to be boring. It's going to be derivative and repetitive. Well, I think it's going to be a really interesting movie. You're going to enjoy seeing it. It's going to excite excite you it's going to release those endorphins into your cerebellum and blah 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 it is not going to be a great movie <laughs> did did you watch did you get that from red letter media no no one that sounds ever. like something they would say <laughs> i do watch a lot of maybe i did steal it from them but i don't think i i, I watch a lot of red no red one ever media. really leaves no you know one ever really watches red letter media <laughs> but no uh, one ever really unsubscribes <laughs> That's a good impression. Holy fucking shit. Unsubscribe. Hey, somebody, um, do a, somebody do a Rich Evans laugh. <laughs> <laughs> How close is that? That's the wrong one. That was, it sounded like a witch laugh. <laughs> it's almost spooktober. It is almost spooktober. I don't know about you guys, but I do early spooktober. I start early. I start like I should be starting watching horror movies really soon, actually. No, I've got I got a Halloween mask at work I've been putting on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dub, you got any random horror or not horror uh, movie news shit? Um, I, I'm actually looking at the movies, and all I see is apparently Purge two uh, season two is coming out. Uh, Did you watch the first season? Hell no. <laughs> it was actually you know I I didn't I never watched those Purge movies or anything. Uh. And, like, of course it came on after Raw, and that was back when I was watching Raw when that was going on. 
and I was like, yeah, I'll watch this. And then I actually kind of got into it a little bit. <laughs> I have to check it out. There's like a lot of TV shows and movies I need to watch. Like I do... did. Did. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Because uh, I do want to see the uh, Rambo <laughs> Last Blood movie. I don't know. Yeah. Why? Wow. Why? It's just the that name. That name is stupid. Like Rambo never made fucking sense. First Blood. First Whatever. Blood. Did you see First Blood? Yes. It made perfect was... sense. That movie's great. No. And then there was First Blood Part 2. It's fucking stupid. It's called First Blood. It's Part 2. It's dumb. I know. That's dumb. <laughs> I agree. I'm just saying you said it never made sense. The first movie made sense. Isn't no, it? no. I'm just talking about the titles. That's the only time it made sense. Nonetheless, First Blood. I mean, but first did we... Blood? Did we... Oh, go ahead. Isn't First Blood Part Two pretty much like Second Blood because more? Blood yes, it's it, it's pretty much a sequel, but it's named stupid. And then they went just Rambo Three. Yeah, which it, is what they should have done with the second one, just to save time. But it's First Blood, and then Rambo First Blood Part Two, and then Rambo Three, and then and then, I don't know. And then Rambo. Oh, and Rambo! And now Rambo Last Blood. More good news about the Ghostbusters 2020. Sounds like a fucking Edson K game or something. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is going to be in Ghostbusters movie. Confirmed. Woo. I guess woo. I don't know. I guess woo. I mean, all we have is that teaser. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't. Re- we discussed it on the show already, so I'll try not to tread all the same ground again. But uh, the people attached to it, I, I'm kind of. I think it could work, and I think. It's helped a lot by the fact that um, the 2016 soft reboot or whatever it was um, had like a a bunch of money behind it. And, oh, we got sponsors and fucking Sony Pictures and all this other stupid bullshit. And the next one really just seems like, well, God damn it, we own the rights to this. Have some nobody make a movie. And yeah. I think that bodes better. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't know, Dick. I'm I'm fucking unintelligent when it comes to that kind of stuff. Oh, more Hollywood bullshit. Uh, they're rebooting Saved by the Bell and Battle Battlestar Galactica. Fucking nah, who cares? Eh, I don't care about either of those things. Yeah. Um, did we talk about the the Joker stuff uh, recently? Where it seems like there's this weird. We, critical... we started to discuss the Joker, but I said I wanted to wait until after it came out. But, man, people will not shut up about that movie before it comes out. I mean, just the critical. It's like at first it seemed like, oh, this is great. And now there's this weird critical backlash. and It's like people are scared it's going to drive people insane. I've read a lot of uh, – you know this. Zach and I are both in like a movie group on Facebook, and I like to share this kind of stuff. Um one of them was from like Criterion, and one of them was from uh, oh Jesus Christ, what was the other one? I can't remember the Verge or some shit. Yeah, but um, critics saying, look, this movie's really good, but it deals with some stuff that is gonna like people are gonna misinterpret, and I can already like visually picture what they're talking about. And There's gonna be a bunch of like MGTOWs and fucking weirdos that are gonna see it and be like, oh, that's me, but. You're not supposed to. It, it's like a bunch of people who identify with um, uh, the main character in Clockwork Orange, or with uh, Taxi Driver. Uh, yeah, with Travis Bickle, or or even with like Rick Sanchez in Rick and Morty. It's like, oh, I'm like that. I'm fucking. I hate. I'm a. Uh, uh, You're a horrible person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These are all bad people. You're not supposed to be like them. 
you're supposed to like I, I, it's just uh, people are just they don't think critically they're dumb they're dummies they're stupid jo- joaquin phoenix said something pretty interesting like also it, it's caught my attention because he had that interview and some guy was trying to like I don't, him. He was trying to bait him, and he walked. He was out. trying to bait him, and he's like, "Why are you talking to me like this?" And he just walked out of the interview, and I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, sorry to cut you off, but like, no, that's fine. What really annoyed me about that interview too is that his PR team made him force him to do the interview. Because... I heard that, that the guy was trying to pe- they were trying to peace broker him to get him to come back so they could finish. I that's what I heard. I don't know. It's mixed stories, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But which I believe that more, but uh, I don't know. He said something about like, look, this this movie is like really it deals with difficult subject matter and it's weird and it's hard and some you need movies like that to come out sometimes. It's I don't know. I, I thought his thoughts on the movie and stuff have been really interesting. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> one thing I, I don't i'm still I, I i've said it before i'm i'm so split on what to think about this movie and i'm like i've never i won't say never it's been a long time since i felt this way about a movie i genuinely have no idea if i love it or hate it like i i'm really looking forward to seeing it i just, yeah i would rather have a story where it involves like you know a clown in the circus and him going crazy to the point of doing organized crime Without having the Joker title on there, I just we all know what his origin is. We don't need to have. Well, it. No, I don't think I, it's that exactly. I think no, they're tweaking it. They're tweaking it. Then the other thing is, the Joker doesn't really have an origin. He doesn't have a hard origin story. Well, he doesn't need yeah. one. It, yeah, so like you, he you can kind of do whatever with him, which is what a lot of people have done with the character. Well, that's that's they my, all have like a different take. That's yeah, my point, true. though. Like when we read Joker's in the comics and we see it in the cartoons and the movies, he's an agent of chaos. You don't know anything about him. You can't attach yourself to him in any way unless you're a crazy fuck that likes chaos. But like to have an here, pig. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> But to have like an origin story and you know feel bad for him because yeah. he's get, because he's getting picked on and robbed and made fun of like it's stupid. But I still want to see that's it not, because that's not stupid. I mean, hang on a second. Do you like the killing joke? Because that pretty much happened in that book. Yeah, but we don't need to see a full length movie about it. Why not? Because. No, I do because <laughs> I do want to see it, but I just don't, don't want a Joker to be the Joker. I just want it to be a random dude. I want it to be Walking well, Phoenix. I I understand both of your points. This is another thing where I'm split on because I'm I'm sick of comic book movies and blah blah blah. But then every once in a while, I remember Logan, and I think, oh yeah. They can do other things with comic book movies sometimes. Yeah, which is what they're So that's kind of what I'm hoping this is. I hope yeah. it's like, oh, it's based on a comic book, but at the same time, eh, I mean, it is and it isn't. Yeah, but- um, I recently saw a movie, The Death of Stalin. It's a comedy about when Stalin died and like the power struggle and all this other stuff. I found out recently that it's based on a comic. I didn't know that. So... There's a lot of stuff that can be a comic book movie, and it's 
like when people say that, they're obviously talking about all the Marvel and the DC shit. But you got to be careful about how you use that term. And I'm really hoping that this is going to kind of like break that paradigm as well. In that, look, we can use established mythos for characters, but we're going to do something interesting with it. I hope. I heard that they're not doing a sequel to Joker too, and I actually like that idea. Just keep it, keep it solo, and that's it. Keep it a one-off and stuff. But my, yeah, my fear is that this movie is going to be so good that the public is going to want demand of more of it. And they're gonna force walk in Phoenix. Who's directing again? Is this it's Scorsese? Is it no, no, He's a it's, producer. It's the guy that did the hangover movies. I, I can't remember the dude's name now. Right, yeah. Um which is really weird. That's the other thing that makes this like strange. It really is weird. Like every time I re- I'm reminded of that, I'm I always like make a face, like, oh right, that's fucking that's right. I don't think they'll force Joaquin to do anything. I feel like he just does whatever he wants to do, but it'll be a situation where maybe they'll throw too much money at him. Yeah, money talks, man. Like if there's if there's demand and people love it, I feel like they're gonna like Imagine if a Batman or you see Bruce Wayne. I feel like I saw I didn't click on it, but I feel like I saw in my Facebook feed something about how Batman measures into Joker. And it might have just been like a bullshit clickbait article where it was like, he fucking doesn't, you idiots, or something like that. Hmm. Um, In an interview, Joaquin Phoenix said Batman doesn't play into this movie at all. There's not even a post credit scene. Nerds, dorks. Yeah, uh, they've shut down talks about like how well, is this Joker going to cross over with Batman? And they've said, no, this is its own self-contained story. kind of let, thing. Let me give you guys a scenario regarding a sequel to this movie. And I want to see what your opinion would be of it. Um, okay. It comes out. It does really well. Everyone really likes it. They love the tone and they love the take on the, the, the Joker story. They want to make a sequel, but they can't because Walking Phoenix isn't going to come back. The director isn't really interested. Uh, the writers, something else. Well, but whatever. The producers want to make money. The studio wants to make money. So what's the next logical thing? Oh, we'd like to make a Batman movie. Yeah, well, we've done that so much. It doesn't always work out. It doesn't really work in this universe. You can't make Batman this grim, except when Christopher Nolan did it, and he already did it three times. So what can we do? I know we'll make another origin movie and we'll make a like a serious drama about the origin of the Riddler, for instance. They announce they're going to make the Riddler and they cast someone who's oh so perfect for it and they get a good director and good screenwriters. And it's going to be about how Edward Nygma did something and then like started making all these fucking riddles and like riddled some Wall Street people to death or something. I don't know. <laughs> Is that is that a is that a good turnout or is that oh fuck they did what I didn't want them to do those idiots? Um, because I feel uh, well, well, sorry Zach, I'll cut you off. I'll just say something real quickly, but I feel like because they are humanizing Joker and kind of focusing on him a little bit, so that you could have some sort of feelings for him. I feel like they're going to do a trend where we, we are going to get, like, Riddler or Ventriloquist or Catwoman. Like, we're going to see a good side of these villains before they become, you know, bad people. Is that is that what Joker is going to be about? Is it going to show me the good side of... Is his name Jack Napier? It's not, is it? No, his name's Arthur Fleck. That's right, Fleck. Yeah, because Fleck means... What's it mean in German? Dirt. That's it, dirt. Yeah. It's, something like, it's something like dirt or, like annoying or inconsequential or something like that well yeah 
Ms. Durr, I'm pretty sure. They, okay. They show people bullying him to the point where he, you know, he he's going to show those those bullies. And there, there's a part where, you know, he falls in love with a black chick. He uh his I think his mom is dying in the trailer and he has like a a thing with his mom or something like that. I don't I, I the impression I've gotten of this is it's not like that. It's not meant to frame him as heroic. It's supposed to show some guy just going through a fucking psychological downward spiral turning into a crazy person. Taxi driver. Yes. Who knows? And, I mean, I think people are going to maybe I am I think, I think you're people. you're you're handicapping yourself by thinking that the Joker is the hero of this movie. The Joker is the protagonist of this movie. Yeah, that's different. Well, there's going to be two sides, obviously. You're gonna, I, was Jim Gordon in this movie? Did they have him in the trailer? Jim there's Gordon? been no hint that Jim Gordon is anywhere in this at all. I don't think. I don't even think they're going to mention other Batman characters. The so, only the only other Batman character they're going to mention is Thomas Wayne. Right. That's right. It. There might be like a sign in the background about like Falcone cigars or something but i don't think there's gonna be anything else so they're just gonna have him just tearing up the street because he got bullied to the point of psychological shit maybe i mean we don't know what's gonna happen i don't think it's gonna be that simple all i know is uh what the trailer showed us and i realized that at some point he becomes like a a a, a What's the best way to put it? Like a like an urban hero figure because there's some Wall Street fat cats that annoy him or something, and he takes care of them somehow. Mm-hmm. I've started yeah. I've started ignoring stuff about this movie, but in reading, you know, uh, critics think this about Joker at um, whatever Venice Film Festival or something. I've picked up a few little details, and something like that happens, and I understand that at the end of the movie. There, it's not. It's not very cut and dry. I don't yeah. think it's like, oh, the Joker defeated Wall Street. He's a hero. He occupied Wall Street finally. It only took <laughs> eight years. Well, <laughs> no. I'm also, not, the movie takes place in like the early '80s, so that doesn't make sense. But and when, when I mean humanized, I mean, and again, I I get it. It's an origin film. At, at some point, he was a good guy, I guess. But at the same time, it's just like, I I don't want to see that. Why do why do we need to see that he was a good person before he became evil? That's quite possible we don't. I don't think he's a good person. I don't know. Yeah. You keep you keep saying like he's a good guy, he's blah blah. You feel sorry for him, but I don't think that's no. really what they're going for necessarily. I think that's what critics are worried people will do and see. Maybe you're gonna turn to the Joker when you see this movie, Dubs. Yeah, that's maybe what they're maybe of. you're maybe you're gonna shoot up his cool watching. You know, you're not understanding though, because at some if are you watching the trailer? Because at some point he's like nice to people. He's like no, he's not. When did when was he nice to anybody? He did. He hit, made faces he, at a kid. He made faces at a kid on a bus because he was just fucking around, probably. And, and he was a clown, and he was holding a sign. He was doing a job. Yeah, yeah. And but society turned its back on him. He did his best to be nice. Yeah, why, society he, has this coming. He's still a normal Next person summer, at that Frank time. Frank Miller's Joker, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but I would actually watch that too. <laughs> but he's still a normal person there. I mean, maybe there's something going on in the head, and maybe that's in part of a scene where he is going crazy. 
I still think I still think you're mentally handicapping yourself to see this movie. I don't think that's going to be what it is at all. And I think no. if it is, that's a major mistake from that studio. No, here's the thing. Like Andy, I've read a couple things just on the side. I don't mean to just because I, I sort of am keeping up with this movie, but I'm it's trying everywhere. not to. Get, it's hard yeah. not to. It's hard not to, but it is established that Arthur Fleck has a mental condition. He has a mental illness already. Yeah, he laughs at inappropriate times and something else. He has like a card with him that says, forgive my laughter, uh, I have a condition. Because apparently what happens to him is when he gets really stressed out, he just laughs. Which I have to admit is kind of a cool setup to the Joker. Yeah. I like that. That's kind of interesting. So already he's damaged goods from the start. So he's not a de- he's not a good guy, a decent guy. He's he's a very troubled person already. And and don't don't get me wrong, like I'm not saying it's bad to view him in a sympathetic light. I'm just saying it's no. bad to view him as if oh he's he's a paragon that society cast this guy out we need to give him another chance this is this is happening all the time no that's not what this movie's about i don't think yeah, but no. i, I kind of see where the journalists not not to the point of the you know crazy like oh we're gonna have incels relating to this joker guy <laughs> it's uh, literally what they're saying yeah. i i i still think there's a possibility depending on the subject matter here. yeah but my thing is like how you just brought up oh because he's stressed out he laughs i mean he does it in a, an exaggerated way where he's like <laughs> kind of stuff but like you know people do stress out and they don't know how to deal with it they do laugh my thing is people are going to relate to that somehow what i'm what i'm trying to say is before he becomes a fucking psychopath he does have traits where people can relate to that's what i was trying to say the whole time it's not i'm not saying, oh, okay i'm not saying that he oh he's a good guy like you know something went wrong obviously but I feel like we're going to go in a trend where there's going to be villain movies. Like, we're going to get fucking Riddler, fucking... I mean, fucking Venom came out last year. Fucking Penguin. (laughs) That's Venom's complicated, brother. Yeah, I mean, he's been an anti-hero, I understand. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Like, if you want to boil everything down to, like, the, the fucking basest components, you relate in some way to every character you experience. If you don't, then you just don't have emotions. You don't have empathy. You don't think about things very deeply. He's right. That was that was one of the smartest things I've heard Zach say. I'm I'm a smart guy sometimes. This was a good <laughs> conversation. Holy shit! This is what I'm saying. I want to talk about this shit because this shit's interesting. I'm really interested in this movie, and I think it's weird how people are acting about it. <laughs> I, I think it's weird how people are pre pre reacting to it. I'm yeah. really interested by that. It's just a movie. Fucking relax. It's a movie. <laughs> two hours of entertainment. Settle down. I just yeah. want movies that don't show the whole movie in trailers, but that's another story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, I think we'll end it here. Uh, to catch all our podcasts, Big Trouble Little Podcast, Escape from SideQuest, The Nemesis Project, and Getting Some Color, which is coming on next soon. Yes, brother. Uh, make sure to go to nfbnetwork.podbean.com. We're also on iTunes and Spotify. Search Nerd Review Network, and we are there. Uh, but until next time, we got the final chapter of Resident Evil, and then we have the final debate of how we're going <laughs> to list this, this fucking uh, this ranking of Resident Evil movies.
It's gonna be crazy. I, I already know. Um, don't watch any of them. They're all number six. <laughs> but you you said you liked the this one and the afterlife. I know, I know. I know. It's <laughs> called a joke, Zachary. God damn it! I have autism. I can't tell. <laughs> no one's ever really leaving. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>